One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian, as ever, joined by David Coates. Hello. And Ben Barrett. Why are you all putting funny voices on? <laughs> I don't know. This isn't my funny voice, this is my voice. It's the only one I've got. Because it's late, that's what it is. It is late, and uh, I see one. we sacrificed a place in the World Cup final for glory in the Somerset Premier Cup. <laughs> And it has been taken from us. And now we're left with nothing. Exactly. What is left to play for in 2023? So we 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 predicted a uh, strong lineup. Yes. <laughs> that went well. Rovers. And in, in, uh, in the words of in the words of Mark Cooper's press conference, we assumed you assumed that there was going to be a strong lineup. And there wasn't. <laughs> It was not right. a, lineup. a very youthful lineup, but um, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> is yeah. it? Oh, well, <laughs> I think it's oh, well, in the grand scheme of things, we've got bigger things to think about. Um, but a good solid game for Will Dawes got tried out in a couple of positions, scored a penalty, kept a clean sheet. Um, yeah, any overriding feelings off the back of 
Tuesday night. Uh, I, I might have an overriding feeling if we start really sluggishly on Saturday. As in, uh, are we talking as in like Bromley when we haven't played for yeah. many weeks and then we if, yeah, if it looks like we haven't played together for a couple of weeks and we go three 0 down within twenty minutes against the best team in the division, yeah, maybe we should have played a couple of people in the Somerset Premier Cup. Who knows? Maybe, but based on you know the manager's press conference today, we don't have the players. <laughs> we don't have the players, and he did say he didn't want any of them to get kicked. He said yeah. a few of them got booted about a bit. Fed the fed the kids to the to the beasts, the Poulton beasts. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, I I I don't know. I mean, they, when how long had we not played before Dagenham? There was a, there was a couple of weeks before that yeah. as well, wasn't there? Because there was a gap before that. Yeah. Um, and there we seemed to benefit from the extra time on the training ground, which is what Josh Daunt was talking about today, wasn't it? About how when you've got a new manager and he's trying to get his philosophy across and the training ground is the best place to do it. So maybe that will be the response, but um, yeah, yeah, can can only wait and see, can't we? But yeah, I was I was a bit surprised he didn't give a few of them. Um, so who was there from what we would describe as the first team squad then? Linton, Wakefield. Right. Jordan Young. Jordan Young, right. And then Dawes and the keeper, Buse. Yeah. Who ends up getting sent off? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and, and does that affect him at all? Uh, will, uh, will Buse, I should say, in terms of suspensions and whatever? Is uh, he allowed to? In a word, no. Wow. He is suspended for one non-first team football match, which presuming he doesn't come back to us next season means he will probably miss one County Cup game for Bristol City at the start of wow. next season. And that's it. Yeah. Well, oh, he does wow. come back to us now. One with us. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Either or. But he's got one non-first team footage to sit out. He'll be fine. I'm yeah. sure he'll live. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, silverware's gone. <laughs> As good as gone. Although, if we win our three games in hand, yeah, we're yes. in the playoffs apparently. Yeah, yes. I did like the way Mark Cooper actually laughed when he <laughs> said that. <laughs> actually, literally laughed out loud at it. But yeah. Oh dear. Um, before we we're straying into Notts County territory. Um, the other news, I suppose, this week is Mr. Ben Richards Everton making the move to a relegation rival uh i think kind of yeah <laughs> why is it kind of dave well they're they really we're 17th yeah they've signed 12 players in two weeks i think yeah that's <laughs> what a takeover can do for you isn't it, <laughs> it is it is it yeah. is that'd be nice what a lack of takeover the, the contrast and that <laughs> yeah with uh, no physio, yeah, injured players not knowing if they're injured or not. Yeah, <sighs> well, I, I imagine if you went to Scunthorpe two, two, two or three weeks ago, you'd have probably got a similar story, wouldn't you? Yeah. Are yeah. you allowed to not have a physio? Or well, are we just like freelancing one in? I'd have thought, is it Tony, the doctor or the yeah. parent what is he he's not a physiotherapist by trade is he no um no he was a well he was a paramedic 
paramedic. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got other skills as well, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's where we are for the second season in a row. Patchwork yeah. on the pitch, patchwork off it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's so then I can't them... think what the consistent factor during these seasons where this same problem keeps coming up and again. You know, lack of the end of the season the before as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's the fans. Yeah. Because the fans have always Our been fault. there. It'll be yeah. their fault. Yeah, that'll yeah. be it. Sorry, that was obvious. I don't, don't know why I didn't think of that. Correct. Um, ben Richards, Everton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mark don't Cooper. say anything nasty. Mark Cooper people said... People say nasty, the reason why he's left. Well, what was it Mark Cooper said today that um, I think it's difficult when you know you haven't got the support of a lot of the crowd and that can really affect your confidence, which uh, it's, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. There was, a, there was a chicken and egg to all of this, though, isn't there? I'm yeah. sure Ben Richards Everton never turned up and everybody said, well, he's useless, isn't he? Um, I, as I recall it, people turned up and they thought, he'd been around a bit. He's a big old unit. He could be... Yeah, you, you could see him being a bit of a defensive colossus. Next, Darren Ward could have been. Yeah, but then he got out jumped at Scunthorpe on the opening day. He got out at Scunthorpe on the opening day of the season. Yeah, yeah, by a five foot three whippersnapper. Um, he was still though part of this um, defensive unit that has kept as many out as as it has we have a very good defensive record and he has been part of that i didn't despise ben richards everton in the way that some people have i don't think he was good enough and i still don't think he's good enough it's a strong word isn't it? What, uh, some people have really given it the big one about him departing i didn't think he was that bad but he was comfortably our fifth best central defender right <laughs> We're trying to count up our central defenders now. Yeah. Apparently, we haven't got many players, so maybe five seems like a lot to have. Of uh, Chris Hargreaves signings, only uh, Owen Bevan, Jory Johnson, and uh, I will be used Malachi Linton and Alex Fisher remain. Uh, Players that have left Matt Gravosti, Matt Dawes. Jimmy, oh, oh yeah, Will Dawes, sorry, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Torre, Sam Perry, Alfie Palm, Callum Rowe, Finley Krask, Sam Pearson, Jake Scrimshaw, and Ewan Clark. Jesus, Olivia, Olivia, Olivia Olbert, I think, as good as Don, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Sam Perry at Leamington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's the thing, is, is where those players have since gone. Gravosti's playing at Radcliffe Town. Um, Karask is down at Truro, keeping Ollie Haste out of the, the team at the minute. Um, just a point I want to uh, bring up. Um, you said that Will Dawes was a um, was a Chris Hargreaves signing. Are you sure? <laughs> you sure? Chris, Can you Chris be Hargreaves was, a, was the manager. When that wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. Well, if, we, if we're talking about managers signing players, then Chris Hargreaves was a manager when he signed. So he's Chris uh, I think they could be two different things. Okay. You may yes. well think that. I could not possibly comment. Hopefully, our League 2 defender, Ryan Law. Are you going to say, hopefully, our legal team? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said anything. We haven't said anything. It's fine. Uh, I want to talk about the new left-sided defender. 
that will hopefully fill the boots of Ben Richards Everton. Now we've mentioned it already, but feels like a straight swap in. Um, but Is he left back. Well, he's a left-sided defender. I think we might see him in left of a three because he's not going to dislodge Jamie Record anytime soon. So unless Jamie Record's going to go in at centre-half, don't see how that's going to work. I don't want a back three. I mean, I think, four, I think four, you're going to get three one. All season. I've been chatting 4-3-3 three, three all season for this. I think you're going to get a back three on Saturday. I think you're going to get back five on Saturday, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a three. William Staunton and Law. Let's not get too deep into Knox County yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah, come William on. Staunton and Law sounds like a law firm, doesn't it? <laughs> Before we do, uh, we we think we've got our youngest Yeovil Town captain ever. Oh, yes. In uh, young Ollie Haste. Took the armband on Tuesday night at the uh, very envying age of... How many days was he? 18 years and 10 months old. What were you doing at 18 years and 10 months old? Were you captaining a professional football club? No. Yeah. Legal restrictions prevent me from saying what I was doing at a time <laughs> in my life. But... Right. <laughs> Jesus, Dave, what were you doing? <laughs> right, you're gonna, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that um, hanging. That's what the judge said. Anyway. Right. We asked... <laughs> We we asked our historical oracle, Nigel Dyson, if he knew any younger captains and he couldn't find one. The only one we could find was Nathan Baxter, who he was nineteen, right? He had just turned twenty, like a he week before. 20, yeah. uh, <laughs> a twenty year old goalkeeper was captaining us in the EFL. <laughs> oh my god. Um I, I, but yeah, it's amazing we went down, wasn't it? <laughs> Congratulations, Ollie. Yes, yeah, well, um, and to the Haste family. Yeah, have it again at some point as well when you're first team, most important player since Terry Skiven. <laughs> <laughs> um, since the last most important player, Terry Skiven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, you've spoken to someone. I spoke to someone, yes. I have spoken to Chloe from the Magpie Circle podcast, uh, which is a Notts County podcast, about their upcoming visit to Somerset. Hello, this is Dave, and I am joined this evening by Chloe Page, who is a presenter on the Magpie Circle, a Notts County podcast. So, Chloe, first of all, uh, a very warm welcome to the Glovers cast. Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to have a chat this evening about, uh, obviously, the upcoming game. So, I'm sure we're all looking forward to it. I was going to say, I imagine you probably turn up to Notts County game actually looking forward to it, which um, having uh, our, our paths have crossed uh, over the years and we seem to have gone down the leagues together. So uh, we, we, we know as well as you do that it's not always been pleasurable being a Notts County fan. But I suppose, firstly, what, what's it been like this season watching them? I mean, this, this is the dream, isn't it? I mean, I never thought it was going to happen. Like you say, we've we've been down the leagues together, obviously. We've had um, a few playoff games since then and lost them all and never seemed to look like the team that was going to do it and always fell short, obviously. We've had some bad years even before that. Um, so it, it feels so good that it's finally seems to be our time. But obviously, 
it also seems to be the time that Wrexham are doing so well. So you just can't make up our luck. But hopefully we'll just carry on the way we're going at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what is what's been different about it? Because like you say, ever since you've been down back in, in well, say back into the non-league, you've never been in, but um, but in the non-league, you've always been there or thereabouts and sort of missing out in playoffs and things like that. What's different about this team compared to other Notts teams that's been at this level? To be completely honest with you, this all starts from our owners. So there's a there's a long story about our last maybe three owners, to be perfectly honest with you, um, that we've just ended up in trouble um, a few times. We've been days away, if not hours away from administration a couple of times, been saved and then you think it's all okay and then a couple of years go by and you're just in the same position, which I mean, like hundreds of clubs and we have been lucky enough that we have always been saved. Um, but it, it's just, this one has just felt special. I mean, they've brought the right people in from the beginning. We had Ian Birchnell last season, who basically put down the foundations um, for the team that we've got now and the style of football. Um, but from behind the scenes, it, it's the club's turned around. I mean, I've worked there myself. I've seen it with my own eyes. I didn't get paid for six months with under one of our owners and, the turnaround that I've seen within the club is absolutely fantastic. So you've got to praise them to begin with, but then you kind of look at our recruitment team. So we've got some owners that actually own a like analytics company. Yeah, they're like um, Moneyball, so, aren't they? They they they've got this whole yeah. um, statistical analysis of players and everything, haven't they? They're, I think they're a couple of Danish brothers. I think I'm right in saying, aren't I? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So it's kind of like a similar approach to, you know, your Brentfords, um, mm. obviously, but at a lot smaller level. Um, so we've just managed in the last couple of years to pick up some gems that have come really cheap for us. We've not really spent a lot of money and we haven't even really sold any players to kind of bring some more in, one being Carl Roberts. Um, but other than that, we've not really been a selling club either. We've just looked for gems, whereas obviously everyone else in kind of the top half of the league are looking at, Leagues one and even leagues, um, even leagues one for Wrexham and obviously League two for some of the other teams. But we've gone down the leagues and across different countries and obviously bought in Ruben Rodriguez. We've now got Macaulay Langstaff and all of these have come at a, a cheap price, really, uh, mm. for what we've got. And we've just built this backbone that of an incredible, not just 11, but we've got starting to get some depth now. Um, and like you say, haven't really spent much. So it's all just perfectly come together at the right time and obviously Luke Williams has just took a step further from what Ian Birchnell did last season and the biggest thing for me this season is the mentality so it's it's just pieced together and hopefully it'll finish that way yeah, well, uh, I, I, I'm not going. The Oval fans listening to this and uh, talk about owners will, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, tell, we'll tell that story another time. But um, but yeah, it's always it's always a bit galling to hear people talking about how wonderful their owners are because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, less said about ours the better. But, I know um, you're paying. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know you've been there. I know not. Um, I said uh, I've got a good friend who's a Notts fan, and uh, so I know I know where you've been and where you've come from. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, just talking about. Obviously, the weekend and um, the game down at Yeovil. I suppose if I go back to, I'm trying to remember when it was when we uh, played at, at Meadow Lane, but uh, it was the game where you had sixteen and a half thousand people in. And I think I think we probably turned up and 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 spoiled the party a little bit because we were. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the nil nilest of nil nils. Uh, certainly from our performance, anyways, a, a proper uh, defensive. Um, 
I call it masterclass. I don't think that's what any Knots fans told me outside the ground that it was. <laughs> but uh, I mean, how as a Knots fan, did you go to that game? And if so, how how did you feel about it? Be, yeah, which is I a did family show. So yeah, so no swear yeah. words. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, yeah, it was it was a really difficult watch. I mean, we we do this a couple of times a season where we get the crowds in, uh, so we make tickets um, ridiculously cheap. I think we're allowed to do it twice a season. Um, so I think I'm pretty sure if I'm right in saying it was around the World Cup time, so we yeah, was, were yeah. able to obviously bring that that crowd in because there was nothing else on so it's a great incentive from the club and obviously um it just we do it so we hopefully then bring some more fans back because obviously we've got the big fish over the pond being forest so yeah. um we just need to we need to drag them as across as much as we can but it's always a it seems to be a big game that everyone looks forward to and it was i think it was just disappointing obviously from our perspective that it was that nil nil and not the goal thriller that you want when it's a big crowd but i mean you guys came and did your job and left us all frustrated. But I mean, we've we've got a nearly perfect record at home, um, and you've been one of them teams to come and kind of play your game as well as you possibly could yeah. have and come out with something. And I mean, Mark Cooper said yeah. at the end of the game, he was like, "Look, this is our this is our game plan, and it kind of worked perfectly. We came here to get something, and that's what we did, and we're going home happy." Yeah, I think he said then, and uh, and he's kind of alluded to it a little bit in his pre-match interviews that he's done today. Um, if we try and go toe-to-toe with Notts County playing football, we're going to get turned over because <laughs> you've got such a good squad, such great players, good manager. I mean, you've got you've to know your strengths, haven't you? And, 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 and be realistic about where you are. I mean, have you seen a bit of that from other clubs? I'm guessing there's been a... We can't be the only club that's come to Meadow Lane and, and sat back like that and, and let you break uh try and break us down yeah of course I mean we've definitely had that since you guys came um but I think that that one for me is honestly the standout one because in the rest of them we we've done we've done pretty well and mm. somehow we've broke them down I mean we can play good one-touch football I mean we played Barnet at the weekend who who were brilliant first half and we were really dreadful and we've just got something about us this season where we have then turned that into a win and I mean I don't think anybody at half time would have said 4-1 I mean I'm sure people looking on are obviously thinking how great we're doing this season but when you actually watch us in a game like that you think oh my god but just we're just able to kind of grind these results out but again against you guys honestly I know it might sound like I'm kind of praising you so much because I'm on the podcast but that that's the one standout for performance for me from at home I mean we've only drawn four times but on a, at home sorry but it was just like we, we couldn't break them down um and obviously you've got to come with a game plan not everybody's obviously going to come to knots and try and play football with same with Wrexham so it's whatever you've got to do to win so it was definitely a frustrating thing for us but I think we definitely learned from that game yeah okay oh well that sounds dangerous that you, you, you <laughs> learn from it. and I mean you look at your recent form and you've uh, I think have you won the last five and I, I I don't think you've lost a game since uh September is that right yeah so I think we're 23 or 24 unbeaten mm. something like that now um but it was actually Dorking we lost against who are now below right. you guys so there's always promise. Yeah, but, they've got um, a, they've got the artificial pitch, haven't they? That's I've been there. It's a bit it can be a bit dodgy, can't it? Yeah, I, I can't. We don't like the artificial pitches. I mean, we always seem to slip up on them. So 
it's yeah. not great. We we like our grass, but um, but <laughs> I mean, Hewish Park. It's always a difficult place to go. I've been a couple of times, and I don't think we've had that many great results there. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so uh, uh, talk talk about the weekend then. I mean, um, I, I imagine there's going to be a decent following. Is there from from Notts? I know it's a it's a long way, but. Um, I saw your, your, the crowd that you took to Torquay, which is a good couple of hours on from Yeovil, hour and a half on from Yeovil. And, and there was a fair few there. So you, you're likely to bring a decent crowd? Yeah, we, we tend to travel pretty well, to be honest. Um, I personally thought, and I think a lot of Knots fans did, that this these numbers would kind of drop off as we kind of stayed in the National League. I think it becomes like just something that, so we haven't seen it before when we came to the National League. There was a lot of, even though we came down together, there's a lot of grounds that none of us would have ever have seen before. So it was kind of jump on the bandwagon, tick some grounds off. But here we are like four years later, still traveling well. And obviously it, it feels easier to go, I don't know, five, six hours down the road when you are top of the league. But yeah, um, yeah I, I can't fault our fans, um, not just this season, but um, for the past four really while we've been down here. So yeah, hopefully should be a few hundred. Fantastic. Right. Okay. Well, um, so I suppose the last question I'm going to ask you then, Chloe, if you were coaching against Notts County this weekend, what would be your trick? Is it basically just uh, kick Macaulay Lang stuff until, uh, <laughs> until he has to go off? Is that the plan? <laughs> I mean, I, I really hope not, honestly. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, I, I... I mean, what who are I the players we need to uh, we need to to to, to watch out for? I've, I mean, Langstaff is the one everyone knows about because he's just been sensational this season. But there there must be more than just him. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got Kedwin Scott, who's um, kind of his partner in crime. So they came from Gateshead together. Um, he's our next top goal scorer, and then we've got Ruben Rodriguez, who you might be familiar with. We've had him for a few seasons now. Yeah, he scored um, against us uh, at our place last season, I think. So, yeah. Um, another one, a couple that you might not be aware of. Uh, we've got Jody Jones that used to play for Coventry. Mm. Um, he's on loan at the moment. Um, he's He's just got back from a big injury. I think he was out for a while with an ACL. Uh, he's basically come here to obviously get some game time and get fit. He's looked brilliant. Um, had a really good game against, uh, well, a good second half against Barnet and a good second half against Chesterfield. Um, and then also a, a weird one, um, our left wing back, which is, um, his name's Chickson. Um, oh, yeah, I Adam Chickson. I remember him. He had a really good chance in that game. At, uh, at your place earlier in the season. Yeah, he looked lively. Yeah. I mean, he went from being with us for two years and scoring one goal. He's now in double figures for the season. So, really? Wow. Yeah, he's just one of them. He just always seems to be in the box at the right time. And it's it started off as a bit of a joke. And now we're not laughing at him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well. brilliant. So, yeah, a couple to watch out for. Okay, fantastic. Right, well, we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye out for them come Saturday. Well, Chloe, um, it, uh, thanks very much for joining us this evening. And uh, obviously, it goes without saying we can't wish you luck for Saturday. But beyond <laughs> that, we wish you we wish you all the very best, and more so just because we don't want Wrexham to go up again because it would be really <laughs> funny. So um, we uh, yeah we, we 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 hope we hope you do it. I think I speak for uh, many Oval fans when I say that. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah. Same to you guys. Good luck for the rest of the season and we'll see what happens on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Chloe. Take care. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A thank you to Chloe. Sounds like they've got a few decent players in their squad, doesn't it? And uh, probably given their league position, it's uh, not much of a surprise. Do you reckon we could have their second string? Yeah, I, I, I take their second second choice. Anything, I think, at the moment, looking at the size of the squad and the, the quality they've got in it as well. But yeah, interesting. She was talking there about the um, sort of data analytics that the the owners put in that, that come up with the likes of Macaulay Langstaff and Kedwin Scott and Ruben Rodriguez and all of that. I know um, people talk about data and there being too much data in football, but um, yeah, when you look at that, you can see how it can be beneficial, can't you? I noticed that they also have, um, do you follow that Notts County stats? I think the Glover's Cast account does. Yeah. Where they have like this ridiculous in-depth look and they did a huge deep dive on the nil nil draw last time around and i think i just used a gif of a bar of a parking bus mm. pop my teeth back in i'm not not a not a barking bus that's a very different thing um, <laughs> yes a parking bus gif but um we kept them out last time out didn't we uh, somehow <laughs> mm. somehow yeah <laughs> yeah we did we did um Oof. I don't know. It feels like a very steep challenge, especially with sort of Wrexham. It's just neck and neck, isn't it? Mm. And any point you give up is is really costly right now. Yeah, they won um, the last five. Uh, drew a couple before that. They've only lost once all season, which is a way of dorking on that plastic pitch. So, I mean, not completely infallible. They have lost in the um, sort of FA Trophy and obviously the FA Cup as well. So, yeah, they they can be beaten, but they're they're definitely on a hell of a run, aren't they? We'd have to. I don't know what what did you make of um, uh, obviously uh, uh, Sai, wasn't it? That was on from Three Valleys at the press conference today. He obviously assumed that we are going to be defensive. Do you assume the sim similar? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to shut up shop again, Lee? Think? Yeah. You think he can completely, being the home team? I think the words, if we go toe-to-toe with them, we aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. Or words to that effect, I think he said. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's as clear as you're going to go. I, I would like us, I would like us maybe, because what we didn't do in the nil-nil away at their place was at no point. We didn't get to 80 minutes and go, stuff it. Did you ever go? We didn't, we just didn't. We saw it out for 95 minutes. I wonder if we're a month or two further down the line, we stifle, we stifle, we stifle, but there comes a point where we do say, 
let's have a go. Just have a stint of 10, 15 minutes of just trying to open the door. Um, that might be the only difference for me, but no, I expect a, a very flat five, probably a reasonably fat, flat four, and then one up top. I just don't think you can do it at home. No, like, I, think, I, I think I think you I think you can you can go into the game and and like well you can do it you obviously can do it but I just don't think it's I don't think it will fly. I think it's really hard. It's really hard when you're in the position we're in. Yeah, clubs are catching up. It's really hard to at a home game. Everyone to, will get on their back quite. Just, yeah, to sit. It's bad enough playing sideways at points at home at the moment <laughs> if you yeah if you turn up to a game and park yourself in front of the 18 yard box for 90 minutes oh it's not it's not gonna be i yeah i just i just don't think i don't know how you can how you can do it you've got to have something especially at home you've got to give them some sort of hope Hi. Come on, I then. Give us some hope. Give us I some hope. hope, the, hope from, the hope comes from the lineup, doesn't it? I yeah, think the, yeah. From from how we line up, and I know it's hard to predict, and it's hard to even if we could name a team and we could get all the players right, and it could be a totally different system to what we think it's yeah. going to be. Given but, given our predictions about Bolton, I just think it's. I just, and I think that's why Mark Cooper sort of said, "You've assumed that I'm going defensive because." How can you like from from a commercial standpoint? How can you say we're going to shut up shop on ninety minute for ninety minutes? Buy your tickets. Like, <laughs> Come on down. Yeah, like it's. It, I think you you need to try and play, and I know it's going to be hard. And what did we say the other day? We'd rather lose. Would you not rather lose three nil going for it against top of the league than lose three nil trying not to lose three <laughs> nil? Like, I, I would. I would absolutely, um, but I, I I don't think that's I just don't think that's what's going to happen. I expect Agbaji at right back. I expect a three. I think it's Williams, Staunton, Law. If there's no Ben Richards, Everton, and no Hunt, then I think that's the three. I expect Record to come back in. Bevan still suspended. Cooper sits in midfield alongside probably Diaz, just as a couple of sitters. Um. Worthington's in there. We'll miss them. Um, huh? <laughs> what? You said as a couple of sitters, and I said we'll miss them. Oh, I see. Our goal scoring record. Yeah, I, I, I got yeah, it. Yeah, as it is. Yeah. It. I got the it. best jokes are the ones you have to explain, I find. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put a team together. And oh, then right. Okay. Well, Oliver um... Bory and Maguire Drew. Oliver Bory just a run, 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 run. Maguire drew is some kind of output, but probably a very lonesome figure up front. That's that's how I expect it. I would love to be proved wrong. I'd love for him to go four three three and just go hell for leather because I think I think we might as well. After this game, we we've got get, we can get a four three three out of this. Well, I I think you you're going into two interesting away games afterwards. Maidenhead and York. York in free fall, although they will have... You've obviously never been a Maidenhead if you describe it as interesting. <laughs> we always point. draw nil-nil with Maidenhead. Oh, <laughs> I think we do. Yeah. yeah. So, I think... I, I saw you draw one all there. <laughs> Golfist. Um, <laughs> so, that's... I, I think you can have half an eye on those. 
if you come out of this Notts County respectable, then you go into those thinking, well, we can get those six points to gritty, horrible one nil wins. But um, York will have a new manager by then. John Askey looks to have taken over or will take over. But I just think this is a game that you get out of damage limitation, maybe. Not that I want that. I, I, I do I've not got, want that. I've got I got Smith in goal, Agbaji at right back, Staunton Williams centre back, record left back, Cooper, Diaf and Worthy in midfield, JMD, Oliwabori and Fisher as a front three. You got Clark, Linton, uh, Law, Young. Um, there's probably a couple others we can throw on the bench. Well, there's not. There's one one space. But do you know what I mean? I th- I don't know. I think you can do it. You can you can try. I, I I don't think throwing Law in for his first game against top of the league is is the you know very kind. Is yeah. I think that's a. Uh, oh. They've only scored eighty goals. <laughs> so, do you reckon they could give us just like you know maybe five or ten of them? I don't need. <laughs> they might. Them, do they? <laughs> they might on yeah, Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am a bit fearful because if if we do what you did there, and we try and do it, and we try and play some nice football, and we try and have a go, there is the danger we're three 0 down within fifteen minutes, and that would be properly horrendous. Yeah, but you don't have to go for it in the first 15 minutes. You can still no, stay no. secure in that formation and that shape. And maybe it's not Cooper sitting in front. Maybe it's Cooper and Diaf and Worthy's. You know, you got two. It's You can still do it and stay solid. We have done it and stayed solid. But I just think if you sat with a back five, that's immediately going into a game saying, here we are, break us down. Which which you might want to do, but I just don't think you want to do it at home. I I, I could not agree with you more. In terms of what I want and what I think will happen, they're very different. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree. I want yeah. you to agree with me more. I agree I, with him more. Come if on. I, if I physically could, I would. <laughs> because I would say this, a couple of teams have taken the lead against them quite early on. Barnet did midweek. They got trounced. <laughs> But they had a pop early doors and they tried to have something to defend. And part of me thinks that that might be a way of doing it at home where you try and have a go and earn the right to defend your way out of it afterwards. That's what I'd like to see. Have a go, try and go one up and then go right. <laughs> go on then. If you can get two goals, you can have the points. Hmm. 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 Well, mm. <laughs> we will find out, won't we? We will find out. They have conceded. In each of their last one, two, three, four, five of their last six, six of the last seven, six of the last seven, they have conceded a goal. Right. Get me wrong. They relies on the other team scoring a goal. It does, yes. Um, but if you want me to claw onto hope, <laughs> then that's that's pretty. That's much, all we've got. Ben. That's all that's I can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we can do it. We can do it. Believe, gung ho, all out attack. There we go. Ridiculously high line, press early doors for the entire game. Big hits, early doors. <laughs> Get into a mags. Mm-hmm. Need some Rolls Royce players, early doors. <laughs> Any other buzzword you want to think of? Yeah. You, make it, make it a that? game of two halves. Have you seen all that? I know we retweeted the Brian Gun, Brian's Gun thing this morning of Rolls Royce. Have you seen? There's loads of them. There's early doors, late doors, like, yeah. 
Um, anyway, uh, GCQs? Huh? GCQs? GCQs. We're ready? You're only on Facebook. Did you do Facebook? Uh, I did Facebook. So, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter here, so I'll, I'll, I'll take the Twitter yeah. ones now. Yeah. Uh, a question from Robin Batchelor. He was, in, he was in early doors with this one. He was a bit late doors on the last recording, wasn't he? A bit uh, low doors. Good job he's got his doors right. Who are the top three managers in the National League? Uh, Luke Williams, who's number who's one. Uh, <laughs> Phil Parkinson, who's Mark, number two. Yeah. And Darren Sowell, number three? Uh, Darren Sowell's not number three. He's higher than that. Where is it? Uh, but I would say those three are probably mm. the, the best day. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not Phil Parkinson, either of them, for that matter. Okay. There you go. Luke Garrard's quite good, isn't he? Warren Wood before he's done. Yeah, with what yep. he's done. Yeah. Um, Finley, FCI, FCIB 54 says, how long until Cooper walks? As he definitely seemed confident the takeover would be done for weeks, yet now seems agitated. I share his feeling of agitation. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Add, add our agitation to it as well. I mean, we said the other week, didn't we, about the takeover, that it is definitely something which is clearly um impacting mark cooper's plans now i was about to say it's definitely something that's happening (laughs) yeah definitely maybe possibly (laughs) could be i've heard yeah it's an elephant in the room isn't it in these little things because it's just the throwaway lines it's the we can't quite bring in the players that we want to bring in that he said last week bring in a bloody physio well that's what he said that's what i mean so today he says and now we can't sign anybody and you're thinking yeah. he's just drip fed a line there. Somebody jump on it. <laughs> Somebody jump on the damn line and oh, in the questions, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. it just drips that little little sneaky little something there, and you're thinking, go on. It's so like we can't side anyone. Like in terms of, is there like a, a very specific reason we can't sign someone? It's not like. We haven't got, you know, we haven't got the budget or we haven't got this, that and the other. It's like, what? I don't know. But no one followed up, unfortunately. No. Um, because we have been signing people. Yeah. On Someone, someone's writing some checks. <laughs> but there we are. It's, it will be uh, come Saturday. It will be seven weeks since the first the state of exclusivity. Right. How long yeah. does a period of exclusivity last? Uh, it, depends. it depends on the period of exclusivity, isn't it? Often it's four weeks. Um, but, but to Finley's question, do we think Mark Cooper will walk? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he will yet. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't brought in by whoever it is, was he? So no. And he's been he's been given the license to plan far enough ahead to sign people on one and a half and two and a half year deals. Mm-hmm. So clearly he's been sold some sort of longer vision that he yeah. has that wiggle room to do so. So I don't think he does. And the way he's talking about needed yeah. pre-season to exactly. bring my ideas in and whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, there, is a, there is a kind of question that leads on from that on in the whole takeover area um, oh. on Facebook. Do you want me to go with it? Yeah. Chris Soundsmith says, what are your thoughts on the potential new owner slash consortium lead, consortium led by former rugby player Paul Saki? 
doing my research, he looks like he's been a high-end motor trader. <clears throat> Is that a second-hand car salesman? I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> do you think he would have the best interest um, uh, best interest of the club and at, at his heart or something, I guess? Um, but so Paul Saki, former England rugby player, was at Hewish Park. Probably seems a bit of a coincidence to think that Lots of people seem to think that he's something to do with some kind of consortium. So we'll we'll put two and two together and assume that it comes up with um You assuming. We're assuming, Dave. You're assuming. assuming. We've learned if there's one thing we've learned today, yeah. Please don't assume. It's it makes an ass of you and me. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um but yes, do I think he's uh, well, he's certainly someone who obviously understands sport, having played it at an elite level. I'd say quite likely puts him ahead of the current owner. Um, And he's, well, if he's a high-end motor trader, then maybe he's got a few quid about him. I don't know. But but that's the thing, though, is it? We don't know. We don't know. No. Um, Does he know how to sell and buy and sell Rolls Royces? Yeah. Maybe Matt Warburton will come back. (laughs) His his, his Wikipedia yeah. does say he sold a three hundred and thirty thousand pound reliant Robin. Wow. Okay. Is that high end? I wouldn't call a reliant Robin high end. <laughs> the price is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spend a lot on tires, I imagine. That's more than a second hand. I would say that one. Yeah, I'd say probably a third or <laughs> twelve hand, previous that. owners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, twelve hands. It's a twelve hander that. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's hard to it's hard to say. Like, yeah, obviously experience at elite sports level, but you know. Yeah. He, he what else is there? Who yeah. else is within the consortium and what yeah. do they bring? I, I, Not I can't, everyone I can't imagine Paul Saki has made enough money in sport to buy a football club and still have a few quid knocking about. Not everyone who's part of a consortium wants to be like named as part of the consortium as well or you know, there presumably there will be other expertise that's not on a board and is, you know, just part of the staff that um can, you know, provide that sort of stuff. But it's hard to say until, you know, we officially know more or, you know, given more. If you are listening, Paul Saki, come on and talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I want to know about that 2009 Six Nations campaign when you were dropped after defeat to Wales. Oh, Ben, going with the controversy you just there. You a bit of rugby. I've literally, I'm still, I'm, still, like I'm, I'm still reading the Wikipedia page. Not I was going to say, I, go. I, I thought Ben was going to say he wanted to know about the, uh, the 12 previous owners of the uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob, uh, Robin Reliant. <laughs> I can't say it. I would, yeah. I I don't want to talk rugby on the Glover's cast. Sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, this is like when Ben has a go at Chard. Like, I don't. Rugby is not welcome here. No. <laughs> okay. Um, Clevo, Clevo's asked a similar question to um to Finley. Actually, uh, do we fear Mark Cooper walking? What can us fans do apart from voice our displeasure at the owner, knowing full well he won't listen? Chairman at ytfc.net. Yeah. No, full well, he won't listen. Yeah. I don't know, Clevo. I don't know. We, we've done quite a bit. 
and it's not your local MP. It's, it's, he's fucking useless too. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> it's not. It's not for I. You know, it's not for us to say what other people should do. <laughs> I don't think peacefully. It's not for us to say what other people should do peacefully. Uh, da, da, da. Debs Curtis asks, is Mark Cooper correct in blaming the fans for Ben Richards-Everton going out on loan? At his presser, he went on to say Ben Richards-Everton wanted to be closer to home. I mean, I think, would would you want to play in a ground where people are cheering your substitution at halftime and moaning every time you boot the ball out of play and stuff? Like, Probably not. And all the stuff that gets said on social media? I, I mean, I. If you look on social media, if you look up the words Ben Richards Evans on social media, we are far from the only set of supporters that have said that to him. No, but we know. are. We, we are, are his current supporters, yeah, and <laughs> there are other supporters that don't mind him. He won the league with Accrington. They love him. This doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> and you know, and I don't blame him for wanting to go either. No. Absolutely not. If that's where he wants to do, if that's where he wants to be, wants to be close to home, and that is close to home, then good luck to him. I say we should, we haven't got the place gone up again, have we? No. Uh, do Robin Bachelor another one from Robin? Do we now have the most balanced squad since the start of the season, or are we still short in some positions? I think both. <laughs> yes to both. Yeah, we are balanced, and we are very short too. Yes, we don't have enough of anything. <laughs> Can we have more of everything, please? More of uh, everything, please. I did say I wanted more in the fullbacks area, and now I feel like we have two legitimate fullbacks in every in each side, with Johnson and Agbaji and Law and Record. That's good. We heard about Johnson's injury. No, Chiori mm. Johnson. Yeah, he went off, didn't he? He mm. like he done no, his yeah. yeah, no, no. Max Hunt, we heard about, but not Chiori Johnson. He's done an ankle, isn't he, Max Hunt? Yeah. Done an ankle. Done an ankle. Mm, uh, food question from Hugh Hugh. Views on Shrove Tuesday. Uh, option one, pancakes. Mm, yes, please. Can't wait. I think Hugh should send these audio recordings of his questions so we can drop them in. Uh, number two, shrug. Uh, number three, overhead bollocks. Despise them. <laughs> to be honest, my, my, my feelings aren't quite uh, so fierce about uh, pancakes, <laughs> but... Um... That's right. Is that a two? Well, I, I, I quite like pancakes. I like the um, like American style pancakes more so than you know your average uh, pancakes. Put a few blueberries in them. I'm for them all for them. Those are not any of the options. No, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not overly. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't fall over myself to eat them, but I neither despise them. I'm going to need an answer, Dave. I think you are a shrug, aren't you? I, a shrug. Well, I think I'm somewhere between a shrug and and, and I really like him. <laughs> somewhere between those two. How about you? Ben? I flipping, get it, love him. Oh, okay. No. Ian? Uh, shrug, because we have them quite a lot. Yeah. Freddie really loves pancakes, so yeah. often at a weekend. Get Freddie on here. He's got a strong opinion about it. <laughs> He's in bed. Wow, okay. I should be as well. It's nearly 10 o'clock, lads. Come on. Yeah. Well, the only reason we're here is because of you. Uh, I, right. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean you could have, you could have, you could have parallel podcasted. Parallel we podcasting? We tried. 
Yeah, we did try. <laughs> we yeah, did yeah. try. The, the, the reverse cameras didn't work, so we couldn't parallel bolt. <laughs> uh, Chris Payne says, not directly YTFC related, but how many points will it take to win the National League title? Could we see 110 points not get automatically promoted? Uh, potentially, yes. Have you seen that um, account on Twitter that does the like um, predicted projected points, points per yeah. game thing? He's got two teams, 100 plus. I'm scrolling furiously to try and find the damn thing. Um, Surely it's not Scotty Wrexham. Yeah, though, obviously those are the two. Oh, here we go, right, the latest one. Um, Notts County 110, Wrexham 112. Woking 88 in third. Mm. Um, in, in theory, yes, I think it'll probably be a touch lower. I think one of them goes to 100. I think 100 has to win it. You'll you'll need a, you'll need more than a hundred to win it. Yeah. Uh, Paddy the OG, uh, he says possibly too late. It's not Paddy. It's not uh, never too late for you, Paddy. Because <laughs> Ben made us late. Do I uh, do we have a bit of sympathy for Scott Priestnell due to the fact that two players we paid for have turned out duds, Dawes and Scrim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. I've got no sympathy. Um, I don't think I imagine Scrimshaw was a Chris Hargreaves choice. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. It certainly wasn't a Chris Hargreaves choice. Well, we don't know that, do we? No, no, we don't know that. <laughs> and. Have we seen much of Will Dawes? I mean, there's an argument that he's not good enough, which is why we've not seen enough of Will Dawes. But, and the same for Scrimshaw. We never saw him play. Unless you were at Poulton on Tuesday night. And by all accounts, but he was Paddy, not he best play. Well, there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good um, yeah. When he plans to win against Notts County on Saturday. Yeah. We'll, well take it all back. He does. Take it all be, back. Uh, he's good. back from Weymouth now. He is. Yeah. Any lone more watch has got a bit. Lone watch has got a bit shorter. Very easy for me to do. Yeah, anybody who follows me on Facebook will have noticed that I shared the questions fifteen times. I don't quite know how I've done that, but I've shared it fifteen, 15 times on my own on my own uh, social media. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no no bugger responded to any of them. So <laughs> my mum's probably going, "What the hell is all this?" But yeah. Um, Hilton Mayston says, did you see, um, there's a BBC investigation into abuse against referees? And um, if you did see it, did it made you consider um, whether we should be more considerate towards match officials? Did either of you see it to start with? I haven't yes. seen it. No. Was that the Chris Sutton thing? Um, I think he was involved in it. Chris Sutton ref the grassroots game, yeah. the grassroots kids game. Because he, yeah, he's going to shower Chris Sun, really. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was it was basically about more anecdotal about the level of abuse that people get. I, I, a lot of what they were talking about was like Sunday League and that kind of real local level um, games about referees getting chased into their cars and people lying in front yeah. of their car so they couldn't move and all that. I mean, I've never, I've never experienced that when I've played. I think maybe that's just because I've played in like very small leagues in 
rural areas and everyone knew the refs because yeah. it's the same refs all the time and it's like you know you just <laughs> they just you don't you don't do that um but i don't know the stuff some of the stuff you hear it sounds horrific but i guess at our level we don't it's just people screaming into the void on social media so yeah. i've i've been a referee at youth level, well, I say youth level, I was kids anywhere between eight and 16, 17. And it was at times pretty minging, to be honest with you. I've been called a lot of things by parents who should know better. It was, I had to, I had to pause a game once and tell parents that if they didn't sort their language out in front of nine, 10 year old kids, the game would be abandoned. Um, I had a parent, run across the field at me after booking their 15, 16-year-old for a pretty bad tackle, if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah, I had a parent sort of run across the pitch at me and that giving me grief. Mid-game, game's going on. Given the booking, free kick's taken and, yeah, they come across at me. I've had um, I've had a kid put in a couple of bad tackles. He was very, very young, so there was no bookings or anything, but I remember stopping him a couple of times and, going and just talking to him. And being told after the game that I was too harsh on him because he was blind in one eye. I'm like, maybe you should tell me this stuff before the game. Like, let me know. I can give additional leeway. Um, I it, it, it wasn't nice at times, actually. I did quite a lot for Ilminster Town youth. And yeah, I mean, it's a while ago now. And even then, I even remember being in the Western Gazette about it. I had a picture with me giving a red card on the pitch and everything. I've still got the picture. You were abused. Yeah. So, like, it was me saying. You were giving the red card to abuse. I was, yeah. Um, I might. You got abused for giving the red card to abuse. Are you you saying you were the Mike Dean of (laughs) (laughs) Perry Street League? I only ever, I think I only gave out a couple of red cards in my career. What was your card flourish like? Uh, Very basic. Very basic. Very, very basic. Didn't enjoy it. These are kids. You don't want to send them off, but. They're putting in absolute leg breakers. You do, but yeah. Did you see the uh, rescinding of the yellow card in? It was in the Arsenal Man City game. Um, Gabriel got booked for bringing down Haaland in the box, and then he was offside, so they rescinded it. But like the referee gets his yellow card out of his pocket, and then it's like really obvious. Oh, like <laughs> the yellow card in his hand, and it's <laughs> everyone yeah, must see this yellow card be <laughs> Love a bit of theatre, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so Hilton, hopefully we've answered your question there. That uh, yes, we probably should all think a little bit more about what we do, and and Ben can testify to that. Um. Paul Beastie Baker says, "Any news on the takeover yet?" Of rolling eyes emoji. No, no. <laughs> I think is the answer to that one. Um, and Ian Gaines says, What job would you be most crap at and why? Referee, apparently. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Professional um, podcaster. <laughs> Broadcast journalist, which is unfortunate. Yes. Pleb. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rubbish pleb. Yeah, rubbish plebs. Anything that involves uh, needing a bit of height, having to get into high areas mm. without, you know, that stuff that's around. that stuff that's like awkward, like 
not high enough that you'd need a ladder. Um, <laughs> do, do, do people get paid to like get to the top of high shelves? Or... <laughs> yeah. Anything that's sort of around seven, eight foot. <laughs> ben Rich is Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what else. Lots of things. Anything with my hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. But that's all what the about questions. you, Dave? What, that, what job uh, would you do? Anything to do with pineapple, because I hate pineapple. Don't know what jobs are what, what, job, what jobs are there in pineapple, pineapple picker, pineapple slicer? Yeah, there's lots of pineapple. Yeah, someone's got to put pineapple into cans. Yeah, why are you so anti-pineapple, Ben? You're this the anti. You're anti-pineapple. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, why are you anti-careers in pineapple? I, I, there's no, I have no answer to that. <laughs> That's probably the best way to end then. So, are you the only person on planet happy that Lilt is no more? I am. I'm delighted about it because I didn't like grapefruit either. <laughs> so that's it. It's. I'm doing the full. I've rescinded, rescinded lilt. That's what I've done. Uh, I think that's our title right at the end, right at the death. Rescinded I've rescinded lilt. <laughs> there you go. Pleasure's all yours. Cheers, lads. Bye. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot, goal! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 